The fifth Sunday in ordinary time, the call of the first disciples. Let the spirit come down. Let the spirit come down. Let the spirit come down on me to change my life around. Let the spirit Welcome to this particular episode of Permanent Deacon Talking. We will have a readings based on the first letter to the Corinthians where Paul again sees himself as being unfit and from Isaiah we have the whole story of that strangeness of tongue being touched by burning coals but the main point is to look at the call of the disciples particularly Simon in our homily today. The music is Together on the Road with Mike Anderson and our reading for the prayer comes very specially from Richard Rowe. God, Lord of all creation, lover of life and of everything, please help us to love in our very small way what you love infinitely and everywhere. We thank you we can offer just this one prayer and that will be more than enough because in reality everything and everyone is connected and nothing stands alone to pray for one part is really to pray for the whole and so we do help us each day to stand for love, for healing, for the good, for the diverse unity of the body of Christ and all creation. Because we know this is what you desire. As Jesus prayed that all may be one. We offer our prayer together with all of the holy names of God. We offer our prayer together with Christ our Lord. Amen. There must have been a thriving fishing industry on the shores of Lake Genesaret. The partnership of Andrew, Peter, James and John had been successful enough to buy two large fishing vessels and employ a number of men to help them. The work was hard and involved night shifts to have a catch ready for the early morning market. Fish was a staple diet and preferred fresh with no ice or fridges to demand for fresh every day would be high. And on this particular morning, the fishing partners had caught nothing. I wonder how they felt. Perhaps Peter, in particular, was very tired and beat, and afraid of what his failure might mean. Perhaps the best thing to do was to clean up the nets and listen to the new teacher called Jesus. The account of the first apostles being called to discipleship is a kind of retelling of Mark's account with some of the elements found in John's Gospel. 
The similarities include Jesus encountering these men at their workplace with an invitation to join him, with a play on words aimed in particular to Simon Barjona, a big, physically strong fisherman and probably the leader. I think his group of six had been together a while and may have had more time to talk together and make up their minds about Jesus than the story suggests. The spontaneous fishy talk is more likely a sign from Luke of what they were agreeing to be involved in. The new vocation, intended for Peter, Andrew, James and John, was known by Luke, who had seen their involvement in helping Jesus in a stand against the misuse of power and privilege rife in Judea. These hard-working men were not just being asked to give up their property and trade, but also to join Jesus on a dangerous path, which would see them rejected by their own people and opposed by the Romans. This fear of rejection can be a great barrier for modern-day discipleship. But Luke makes a wonderful point about anyone who feels unworthy to walk with Jesus. Jesus says, do not be afraid, and asks his disciples to take a risk and trust him. Perhaps the most comforting part of this story, says Marielle Free, a Benedictine sister, is that Christ doesn't give these soon-to-be apostles a glorious makeover before they agree to work with him. This may come later on on the road, but at the start he takes them as they are. Simon, Andrew, James and John left their fathers Jonah and Zebedee with their boats and nets on the beach and began their journey in many ways unqualified for the job Jesus gave them. Dom Henry Wandsborough OSB says that a special feature in Luke is Peter's cry that he is an unworthy sinner. This idea of owning up to missing the mark and living in pain is something Luke points out a lot. For example, think of Zacchaeus the tax collector and the woman who wept at the feet of Jesus. They all felt the pain of rejection and maybe bitterness. Unfortunately, we ourselves, by unthoughtful actions or quick words, can play a part in this rejection felt by some today. The misuse of power and privilege in the church it can also make many Christians feel unworthy in their struggles with life issues. I wonder if at times the greatest need in our world is for telling of a loving presence of a merciful God. Richard Rohr says that in the past it was even seen to be right to infer that these people should be told to keep away from the church. The paradox is, would Jesus be told to keep away if he wanted to associate with rowdy, homeless fishermen, tax collectors and prostitutes and bring them to Mass? Try to visualise Simon Peter clinging to the knees of Jesus, not wanting to be parted from him, but at the same time recognising his unworthiness. When someone is feeling low and outcast, Luke is superb in showing how Jesus always clings on. In the second reading, Paul tells us this is what we know as grace. He also feels unfit to be an apostle because he persecuted the early Christians, yet, by God's grace, I am what I am. The saddest thing for the church or for any Christian to do when someone is in need of a compassionate ear and longing for understanding 
is to offer an earthly purgatory instead or send them away to heal themselves. Luke's great gospel and call to discipleship is good news for anyone who has been treated like this. They can feel honoured at being in the company of Zacchaeus, the scorned woman who had a bad name in town, and the self-conscious fisherman who hangs on to the knees of Jesus on the shores of Lake Genesaret. Call to holiness is a call to be a follower of Jesus and to be who we are. Pope Francis says, there's always a choice when called. But the example of Simon and the others is to accept the merciful love of Jesus and to come out of themselves, to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to work to bring the warm glow of happiness to strangers and neighbours alike with those small seeds of reconciliation and peace.
for a few minutes now, let's practice our centering plura. In the silence, keep your mind focused on one phrase. Be with me, Holy Spirit. Maharanatha. If any other thoughts enter in, don't be annoyed. Just leave them alone and return to your phrase. This is your invitation to God's will and permission for the Holy Spirit to be close to you today. There is a two-minute interval with bells to mark the beginning and end. You can pause the podcast if you want to extend this for more time. Lord, please come to me in spiritual communion. Send your body and blood gushing through my veins. Send your love into my heart, my soul, my mind. Lift me up to your bosom and infuse me with your divine love. Amen.
change my life around.